0: Emotionally, it is easy to dismiss the work of Dr. Anna Maria Mielchia, for it is very disturbing. But her work is shown through scientific testing and backed up by government and NGO documentation. And the evidence shows that humanity has already been infected with cutting edge surveillance nanotechnology. This is a follow up to my last report on Dr. Mielchia's hydrogel research. New research shows that those who received the COVID shots emit a fluorescent orange glow in their faces that is visible under a UV light of 365 nanometers. And those who have been exposed to shedding emit this glow around their nose. After his wife was coerced into getting the COVID shot, PhD Justin Coy began his own research. He found that the more shots a person received, the more they glowed under UV light. The glow can be seen initially around the nose and over time spreads throughout the entire face and into the neck. After a hot shower, filaments are expelled through the skin of the vaxxed and these filaments also emit a glow under UV light. These filaments not only glow, but they have been shown to move on their own in spastic movements. And they are also attracted to people in videos, they can be seen trying to latch onto a finger. And when a person who has received the shot has dry skin, these expelled filaments will become airborne. This could explain how shedding occurs from the vaxxed to the unvaxxed. The Pfizer trial document stated that an unvaxxed individual in close proximity to someone who's been vaxed can be infected by inhalation and skin contact. In 2008, a biological nanotechnology pesticide designed to kill the brown moth in the state of California was deployed and appears to have included the same sort of fluorescent invisible micro dye that we see in the scientific research. Dr. Hildegard Stanninger tested individuals exposed to this nanotech pesticide and found that a glow could be detected in their eyes under UV light. Dr. Stanninger called this the Eye of Horace effect due to its similar appearance and claimed it was due to the use of fluorescent thiocyanate in the pesticide, which according to the literature would have been used to track the effectiveness of the dispersal. The idea has been around for decades. The Institute for National Security Studies, Non-Lethal Weapons, Terms and References, published in 1997, discusses an invisible infrared dye which is visible under UV light so that rioters can be later identified. Justin Coy points out how the genetic code for luciferase, a bioluminescent enzyme found in nature, is included in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, along with SV40, which could theoretically allow the luciferase to be written into the genetics of the recipient. Coy proposes that this could be what is causing the vaxxed to glow under UV light. The TRACE Act, HR-6666, COVID-19 Testing, Research and Contacting Everyone Act was introduced in May of 2020. The bill authorizes the Centers for Disease Control to contact, trace and monitor the population. In late 2020 and early 2021, People all over the world started noticing purple streetlights, which is the color of UV light. The quantum dot tattoo research funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation provided a way of detecting whether or not a person was vaccinated by including fluorescent medical information in the vaccines. Invisible near infrared tattoos that would imprint beneath the skin to later be read by customized smartphones. In the scientific literature on quantum dot research, these fluorescent medical information tattoos have a similar appearance to the faces of those infected by the vax under UV light. You may or may not believe in biblical prophecy, but it seems clear that the ones running this diabolical program are using it as their playbook. From Revelation 13, and the second beast required all people small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, To receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark. But never forget, we still have free will. Greg Reese reporting.
1: It's Tuesday, February 20th in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live
2: right now at band.video. Nothing good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The, to the American to Journal. Tomorrow. I am your host, Harrison Smith. Okay, three, two. Big day today. Got a lot of videos uh, to go to, lots of stories to cover, lots of insanity across the globe. And in the second hour, we'll go ahead and premiere the newest pitch meeting the climate change pitch meeting we'll follow that up by going through a collection of headlines about climate change and just how insane the whole thing has gotten so stay tuned for that but let's begin today as we do every day with our daily dispatch All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Tuesday, the 20th of February, 2024. From Daily Mail, large COVID vaccines, largest COVID vaccine study ever finds shots are linked to small increased risk of neurological blood and heart disorders, but they're still extremely rare. It's extremely rare. Of course, no matter how rare it is, when you inject a billion people, you're probably going to get a pretty large portion of those with something. They had double the risk of Guillain-Barre, 3.7 times higher risk of brain swelling. So that's something. COVID vaccines have been linked to small increases in heart, blood, and neurological disorders, according to the largest global study of its kind. An international coalition of vaccine experts looked for 13 medical conditions amongst 99 million vaccine recipients across eight countries in order to identify higher rates of those conditions after receiving the shot. They confirmed that the shots made by Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca are linked to significantly higher risk of five medical conditions, including a nerve wasting condition that leaves people struggling to walk or think. <laughs> okay. But the study also warned of several other disorders that they said warranted further investigation, including the links between brain swelling condition and Moderna's shot. Still, the team says the absolute risk of developing any one of these conditions remains small. For instance, 13 billion doses of vaccines have been administered, and there have only been 2,000 cases of all conditions. But those conditions, I remind you, can be neurological or nerve damage that can leave you unable to walk, and the vaccine doesn't actually stop you from getting the virus. It actually makes you more likely to get the virus. So if you're doing your cost-benefit analysis, remember that the cost is, well, for one thing, your soul and your free will, uh, but on top of that, uh, a risk, however small, of massive neurological heart, vascular brain damage. Uh, The cost is also overall pain and discomfort, After having received the shot, also myocarditis and a number of other life-threatening conditions, the benefit is uh, nothing, is absolutely nothing. So when you're doing your cost-benefit analysis, remember that everything about the shot is on that cost side. The benefits are nothing. Moving on. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the benefits are uh, massive amounts of money to the pharmaceutical institutions. So that's – sorry. That would be a benefit to somebody somewhere. Meanwhile, Alabama Supreme Court rules frozen embryos are children. Alabama Supreme Court has ruled that frozen embryos are children under state law and subject to legislation dealing with the wrongful death of a minor, stating that it, quote, applies to all unborn children regardless of their location. The court issued this major decision in a lawsuit brought forth by a group of in vitro fertilization patients whose frozen embryos were destroyed in December 2020 when a patient removed the embryos from a cryogenic storage unit and dropped them on the ground. Ooh, good Lord. Good Lord. The plaintiffs subsequently filed two lawsuits against the facility, the Center for Reproductive Medicine, alleging that the clinic had violated Alabama's wrongful death of a minor act, which applies to unborn children. The the plaintiffs also alternatively alleged negligence on the part of the clinic and sought uh, compensatory damages, though the claims of negligence were specified only to be pleaded if Alabama courts or the U.S. Supreme Court decided frozen embryos were not children. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of I'm sort of torn on this. I'm actually a fan of IVF since it allows a lot of people who would otherwise be incapable of having children to have children. I think anything that increases the amount of life in the world is good. So I like IVF. I have family members who wouldn't be here without IVF, and I don't think that frozen embryos should be treated the same as a baby that's alive and breathing air or gestating in a mother, I don't think it's the same. And I think it's a tragic but necessary aspect of this very amazing technology that allows women to have children when they otherwise wouldn't be able to. So I don't know how I feel about that, but there it is. People saying this makes IVF illegal or something it doesn't it's gonna make IVF a lot more expensive and preserving embryos more onerous but it doesn't it doesn't really make sense does it if you're treating embryos as children but they can be frozen and exist for a hundred years in a state of stasis that that's not true about children i don't know i just don't think you should i don't think that's a right decision but there it is US uh, meanwhile from CNN US proposes temporary ceasefire in Gaza in draft UN resolution the United States has proposed a United Nations Security Council draft resolution on Gaza calling for a temporary ceasefire in Israel's war against Hamas and warning against an Israeli ground incursion into Rafah where hundreds of thousands of displaced Palestinians have fled over the course of the conflict this is a bit of a bit of a course correction for the United States we've gone from unilaterally vetoing every Attempt to impose a ceasefire on Gaza from the UN time and time again over the last several months. The UN has put forward ceasefire resolutions and America has been the bulwark against those going through. Uh, But now we're calling for one. I guess the U.S. draft comes ra- comes after it had vowed to veto an Algerian draft proposal calling for an immediate ceasefire. The council will vote on the Algerian draft Tuesday morning, according to the text of the U.S. proposed draft, which CNN has seen. The U.S. is calling for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza as soon as practicable, which falls short of the wishes of most other Security Council members who want an immediate ceasefire. The U.S., which has traditionally protected its ally Israel, <laughs> its ally. It's sovereign Lord and master Israel from UN actions has repeatedly resisted calls for a ceasefire, emphasizing what it claims is Israel's right to defend itself following Hamas's terror attack on October 7th. It also voted against at least two security council resolutions on the war. The U S they said it will redouble its efforts to negotiate on the ground. What does that look like? Well, it looks like America begging Israel to stop murdering everyone and Israel. Saying no, and then we give them 14 billion dollars. That's what negotiations look like between the United States and Israel. Israel now bombing uh, civilian areas of Lebanon to a, a large degree, as they start rolling out the Gaza treatment on their next neighbor, you know, kind of like what we were told would happen with Russia and Ukraine. It's all very horrible. It's all horrible, and we'll get into that a little bit more. There was a clip yesterday on Twitter of of, uh, Destiny debating some guy. And the guy's like, you know, bombing hospitals. Destiny's like, "Uh, have they actually bombed any hospitals? Guy's just like, yeah, dude. Yeah, Al Shifa. Destiny's like, "I, I I better make a note of that. And it's like, so then I was thinking... I was thinking, are there even any hospitals left? Like, I'm pretty sure the last I heard was their one remaining hospital was being invaded by Israeli commandos, and they were stripping the doctors and forcing them to stand outside in their underwear. Pretty sure all of the hospitals in Gaza have been destroyed. So you just go and you just search Gaza hospital, click, you go to Google, and it's just like this, it's just like this unrelenting stream, this, this horror porn vomit of massacre after massacre after massacre. It's, it is crazy. It's crazy. It's like, Israelis dress up as doctors to sneak into a hospital and murder somebody in a coma. Israel bombs all but the last two remaining hospitals, which don't have any supplies, and people are dying on the floor. Israel invades hospital in Rafah, shuts off oxygen to five patients who die. Israel, it's just like, oh my god, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. So uh, I think there should be a ceasefire. I think that's the least we could do. Like Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, we, the clip. Yeah, I had it yesterday, but I didn't play it. But Tucker Carlson just gave a speech where he's like, "I think Benjamin Netanyahu is the most dangerous person on Earth right now. I think we'd be well justified in invading Israel to disable their nuclear weapons," which I have to agree with. I'm on Tucker. I'm, I'm on Tucker's side with this one. Okay. Meanwhile, moving on. Uh, Infowars.com has this story by Ben Warren. EU now codifying migration quotas to flood Europe with illegals. A new set of regulations and policies on the European Union's sustainable migration and asylum process called New Pact on Migration and Asylum has just been approved by the European Parliament Committee on Civil Liberties, Justice and Home Affairs, opening up the continent to up to 75 million new migrants. Yes, folks, quotas. Quotas to replace your own population with foreigners uh, can you say suicidal? Can you say tyranny? Can you say a landmass dominated by people who oppose the natives there? I mean, just brutal. And we'll, we can get into that a little bit more later. And our final story here, again from Infowars, relates to the skit that we'll show a little bit later—the pitch meeting about climate change. Because this says CNN. Calls for limits on how often Americans can travel abroad. Carbon passports may be the answer. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe they will build the wall. It'll just be to keep us in. Maybe that's the solution ordinary folks like you and i are still doing too many things and going to too many places for the globalist liking so cnn's ross bennett cook a lecturer at the school of architecture and cities the university of westminster in london has a solution carbon passports that limit each person to no more than x amount of travel in a given year and that'll be determined by your worth or value in the new global system achieving its climate goals and it achieves those by having a failing infrastructure where the power is uh, the power generation plants are collapsing and, and inoperable inoperable. So obviously you might see some sort of clash between the idea that people in the first world, places like America and Europe produce excess carbon and therefore need to have their population lowered and also the desire to bring 75 million more people from the third world where they don't produce a lot of carbon into the first world to make them more carbon uh, producers, to make them produce more carbon. You might see some sort of contradiction in that. Uh, It's because it's all predicated on lies, hardly concealing a depopulation program specifically and almost exclusively aimed at white people because it's about power and eliminating the possibility that there are groups of people with enough similarities and solidarity, and a history and heritage of freedom and independence and human rights, to actually stand up against the globalist combine that's trying to put everybody in the world into a form of slavery, similar to what they have in China. So, uh, hope that clears up that little that little confusion. Oh man, the people in the first world produce so much carbon. We need 75 million more of them. And people in the the first world need to stop having babies. So what we need to do is bring 75 million people from the countries who have exploding populations. I shouldn't need to explain any of this. All of this should be obvious to anybody with a couple brain cells uh, to rub together. But hey, what do I know? In fact, while we're on the topic of of climate change, which will be a main topic of today's show, let's go to clip number four here. And this is where all of these various nefarious schemes to enslave humanity all intertwine, all various webs of the globalist depopulation program come into one tangled knot of control and submission, where you've got the World Health Organization at the World Government Summit saying the world needs to treat climate change like a health crisis. Let's go to the director of the WHO, Tedros, at the World Government Summit this year.
3: Let me be clear. WHO did not impose anything on anyone during the COVID-19 pandemic. Not lockdowns, not mask mandates, not vaccine mandates. We don't have the power to do that. We don't want it, and we're not trying to get it. Our job is to support governments with evidence-based guidance. That's right, folks. Advice. Oh, let's pause real quick. And when ne-
2: this video needs to be... There's that classic uh, joke, right? When you when you look up "ugly" in the dictionary, you see your face. When you look up "gaslighting" in the dictionary, this video needs to play. This video needs to play. Is, does he think he's fooling people? Does he think that we don't remember three years ago? Is he trying to pull something off here? I'm I'm legitimately confused. The director of the WHO just said in a perfectly with a perfectly straight face they never imposed lockdowns they never imposed vaccines no 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 of course not of course not i think this is the i think this is a consequence of the the, the transitory nature of our current situation where we're moving from national governments to global governments and right now the global government that is being built is still is is operating right now in an unofficial capacity. So the WHO puts out guidance, and then you've got corporations and governments and people all over the world in positions of power who use that guidance to impose restrictions on their own citizens. So he's right that the WHO itself doesn't actually have technical authority to do the things that they're demanding everybody do. That's why they delegate it to the national or local governments to carry out their orders. Very convenient sort of air gap between giving the orders and the orders being carried out acting as if this is all voluntary. So let's go, let's go back to Tedros. Let's, let's start it over. Shall we? I wasn't prepared for that. This clip is new to me. WHO director general Tedros gaslighting the world about lockdowns and vaccines and all the other restrictions that came directly from the WHO who whether they had the authority or not were treated by our national authorities like their dictates were law and to be enforced with the color of law regardless of whether or not it violated our basic human rights let's go back to Tedros now that we're prepared for the gaslighting that we're about to encounter
3: let me be clear WHO did not impose anything on anyone during the COVID-19 pandemic. Didn't impose anything on anyone. Not mask mandates, not vaccine mandates. We don't have the power to do that. We don't want it, and we're not trying to get it. Our job is to support governments with evidence-based guidance, advice, and when needed, supplies, To help them protect their people. But the decisions are theirs, and so is the pandemic agreement. It has been written by countries for countries and will be implemented in countries in accordance with their own national laws. In fact, WHO will not even by a party will not even be a party to the agreement. The parties are governments and governments alone. Far from ceding sovereignty, the agreement actually affirms national sovereignty and national responsibility in its foundational and foundational principles. Wow. Indeed, the agreement is itself an exercise of sovereignty. Wow, no way. It's about the commitments countries are making to keep themselves and each other safer from pandemics. And it recognizes that they can only do that by working with each other.
2: Yeah, I I was not prepared for that level of gaslighting ever. So just to review, the WHO never made anybody do anything. They never enforced masks or lockdowns. They never even, I I mean, maybe they might have mentioned it once or twice. as like maybe a good thing to do, but it was actually your fault for doing it. In the pandemic treaty, which would create a global government structure under the WHO, where their guidance was in fact considered international law, and that sanctions would apply to governments that refuse to go along with their dictates, uh, that's actually an act of nas- national sovereignty. It, it's actually there to reinforce national sovereignty. Uh, the real headline can be found at, uh, at Infowars. The latest draft of the WHO pandemic treaty will establish a planetary dictatorship controlling every facet of our lives. Uh, that's what actually is happening at the who and maybe you don't remember but they were behind the lockdowns they were behind the masks they were behind the vaccines we'll have to continue on this conversation on the other side folks stay with us
4: please go to infoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. I don't have time to tell you about it, just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it and you will be amazed. And then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book. That keeps me on air. Signed or unsigned. Fundraisers the signed copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. In a galaxy of endless energy needs, the power of TurboForce rises above the rest, the force that propels you to tackle your
1: day and face the dark side of fatigue. TurboForce ensures you stay sharp, alert, and at the top of your game. Don't let fatigue pull you into the dark side. Be the hero of your own saga. Harness the power, feel the rush, and take control with TurboForce. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today, and may the TurboForce be with you.
4: InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news
5: today.
1: You're listening to The American Journal
2: with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. I I was not prepared for the level of gaslighting that we have just run into, and what this reeks of is is desperation. As it really seems like the awakening to what these international cabals, like the WHO, the UN, the the UN, uh, the WEF, you know what these people are up to, is finally broken through to the mainstream. And when they try to implement things like the pandemic treaty, instead of it just quietly being passed with the mainstream media cheerleaders there to solemnly report on this important advancement in human organization, you have a chorus of people speaking out against it and saying not only is what you're proposing just horrifically damaging to basic human rights, but we've already seen how you handled things under COVID and you got everything wrong. So, not only would we not agree to this on principle, because we actually are sovereign and we don't need to give that up for any reason, but if we were to give it up, it wouldn't be to you, you absolute incompetent psychopaths. Nothing that the WHO suggested worked, they did nothing to mitigate the spread. Of the virus. They didn't even respond to the virus until it was spread all over the world. We on InfoWars were talking about COVID and coronavirus, saying we should shut the border for months before the WHO decided to chime in. With billions of dollars and networks around the world and detection agencies constantly surveying the earth for the rise of new unexplained viruses, they missed it somehow. So incompetence, willful negligence, whatever it is, you people aren't worthy of running a Dunkin' Donuts. Why would you run the world? Why would we let you run the world? And that is what's at stake here. It is a blueprint. The pandemic treaty is a blueprint for global government on the basis of your health. But in reality, that's just the convenient door for them to enter into. That is the convenient cloak for them to wear while they impose a dictatorship that will control every single aspect of your life just like they want to do with climate change and carbon passports just find every aspect of human life and find some way to worm your way into a controlling position there and we've called them out and people understand this now they saw what happened with covid and they see what the the power grabs that these groups are making now. And a lot of people are standing up against it. So now they have to go out and try to desperately and embarrassingly gaslight the world into thinking that we didn't see what happened over the last four years, that they never imposed anything. They never suggested lockdowns. They never said you should put masks on. They stopped the virus. They saved us from the virus. It's probably how history will be written unfortunately and we'll go to another video here of somebody actually explaining what the pandemic treaty is actually all about in contradiction to the head of the world health organization actually telling the truth about the sovereign sovereignty destroying global government bill that is the who pandemic treaty but i think another part of this I was thinking about this weekend. I haven't really totally organized my thoughts on this, but hear me out maybe this will make sense if I just start talking and see where it goes. There's this idea in conspiracy theory, and I'm sure you've heard it if you've watched InfoWars or been in this sphere for a long time. It's sort of a form of predictive programming, but the idea is that these groups, these satanic occult groups, have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it in some form of ritualistic cleansing of their guilt that by telling you what they're going to do, they therefore can do it with impunity. And this is always presented as sort of an occultish, almost ceremonial fulfillment of a requirement that in order to carry out the ceremonies that they are engaged in, this is an aspect of it. This is an aspect of the ritualistic process where you have to let people know by signs or, or symbols or, Predictive programming stuff in TV. I think it's more mundane than that. I think it's more basic and and tangible than that. I think what it has to do with is, as we know, abuse or control of an individual or a small group like a cult or a nation, it all falls on the same moral plane or the same you, – you can use the same uh, techniques to a person as you can to a nation – and it has to do with getting the person to go along with their own abuse, to be a participant in their own abuse. And you can even see this when pedophiles abuse children and they tell the children, you know, you're also at fault for that. It's actually your fault. You, you made me do this to you. So don't tell anybody because I can't believe you made me do that to you. And by getting the person that you're abusing, that you're controlling, to think that they're actually responsible for it, to think that it's their fault – then they become an accomplice as well as a victim to you. And it makes your control that much more solid. This also works legally, where if you get somebody to sign a contract, even if you do it coercively, even if you do it abusively, even if the contract is unfair and not something that they wanted to sign, if they sign the contract, then they have no legal recourse to what you're doing. So the, the method of control for humanity is to get the person that you're trying to control to agree to and co-sign their own abuse. And that's what it's it's not so much about a ritualistic, occult sort of thing. It's about morally and legally being immune from blowback by getting your victim to go along with your exploitation and abuse. So it's not so much about sending symbols or signs as some sort of fulfillment of a ritualistic process. It's more of, if I tell you I'm going to do this and you don't stop me, it's your fault. You can't blame me. I told you I was going to do this. You can't blame me for abusing you. You signed the contract. And I'll I'll play that video on the other side, but just try again to to illustrate what I'm talking about here. I was watching this weekend. It It was a beautiful day. I was doing yard work outside. And of course, I'm listening to just like, satanic occult infiltration to the music industry podcast and it was talking about uh okay here's there's one example in sync when in sync was first getting started you had this guy I think his name was leo perlman who had already produced the backstreet boys lou lou perlman lou perlman he'd already produced the backstreet boys he was producing in sync they were all from like florida he brought them all to new york with their parents because they were still young at the time and he offers them a contract And one of the mothers of the NSYNC guys goes, well, I want to get my lawyer to look through this. Lou Perlman goes, no, you can't. You can't. This is now or never. You're missing your opportunity. We got to do this right now, now or never. You got to do this. And essentially, they had to do it, right? He was the one with the access to the record labels. He was the one that could essentially make them A-list stars. So what was being presented to this mother was, look, you either sign this contract, no matter how bad it is, right now, without looking into it. Or I find a different kid to replace your son because you're nobody I'm the one with access I'm the one with, with power here so sign the contract now or I take it away and so the contract was abusive and it's, it's since been settled in court and they sued the guy and the, I mean the dude was a criminal and so you have this abusive exploit uh, you know exploitative uh, contract that they want the person to sign and they sign it and so then they get exploited but then legally what recourse do you have you signed the contract sure you were coerced into it sure you know it was it was unfair and he what he was offering you you know the power that he had was such that you either had to sign it or or you know go away but by getting them to sign it by getting them to agree to it then the exploitation morally to him and legally to the justice system the exploitation could continue uh, without being stopped. So that's what telling your victim what you're going to do to them does. That's what getting them to go along with the abuse does. It allows the abuse to go on forever and morally and legally clears you of consequences. In 60
4: seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in Turbo Force. But if you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarStore.com, and it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar, so it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. Turbo Force at we will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown and it funds the Info war a true 360 win so go get TurboForce today at Infowarstore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten in and it has five star reviews get TurboForce now the eugenicists over a hundred years ago were very public about their plans they financed major universities they ran full page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda, the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue.
1: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
2: The revelation of the method. The revelation of the method is what it's called. Thank you to uh, TJ Hoff, who just sent that to me on Twitter. The revelation of the method, the power of predictive programming. It's very very interesting. So I think in a way that's what's going on with the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum. If they can get you to sign the treaty, if they can fulfill certain legal obligations, then you have no recourse even when the things that you're signing are abusive and exploitative. So we just heard Tedros – head of the world health organization just blatantly try to gaslight the world in a a rather insulting way it's insulting to our intelligence that they think we don't remember what they did over the last four years or haven't read the pandemic treaty that lays out their nefarious plan for world domination in plain black and white and i remind you again if you want to actually look into this just go to infowars.com world council for health slams who's pandemic treaty quote threat to sovereignty and inalienable rights again if this was 10 years ago they would have gotten away with this without any pushback because there's places like Infowars, because there's people who recognize now the threat that we're under and in fact we'll go to a clip a little bit later of uh, brett weinstein talking about realizing how dangerous all this stuff is when he was talking to um Joe Rogan. But thanks to people like us existing, and by pointing out the threat to sovereignty that this pandemic treaty represents, the threat to personal individual sovereignty as well as national sovereignty, that's why when Tedros gives the speech, he is sure to try to counteract those claims. In fact, he's so desperate to counteract the claims. And again, this is what they always do. This is another example you can add to the pile. He can't just say, We will respect your sovereignty. He can't just say this does not threaten your sovereignty. He says this actually reinforces your sovereignty. Actually, the pandemic treaty is the thing that makes you sovereign. It's all about national sovereignty, actually. Just like the election wasn't just pretty good and we got the right result. It was the most secure election ever. It's like these people, when they lie, they can't just have nuance. They can't give some ground to their. Opponents and say, well, okay, yeah, it does a little bit to damage sovereignty, but it's necessary because otherwise everyone will die. So, you know, what's more important, survival or sovereignty? They don't make those arguments. They say, actually, the pandemic treaty is the thing that makes you sovereign. Is it's all about national sovereignty. We care so much about national uh, national sovereignty. We wrote the pandemic treaty to reinforce and uphold it. They can't just lie. They have to invert things. They have to turn things inside out into a mirror image of what it really is. A disturbed aberration. Completely contrary to reality. It's insulting. It really is. So let's go to this, uh, the the video of this woman. I think I lost the page where it was. I'll tell you who she is in just a second. And, uh, I believe she is in the WHO, but here she is talking about the pandemic treaty and what it really represents. Let's watch.
5: We're undergoing a soft coup. And the idea is to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws and other laws under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. The WHO is developing through all its nations, but with the WHO Directorate in the United States in charge, a pandemic treaty and amendments to the existing international health regulations that will remove the human rights protections currently um, embedded in the IHRs, will enforce surveillance, censorship, get rid of freedom of speech, require governments to censor and only push a single narrative. Also, we will be sub- subject, if, if they can make this work, to vaccines developed in 100 days, which the organization SEPI is planning to do. And one of the people who founded SEPI was Jeremy Farrar, who is now the chief scientist at the WHO, to bring this forward. Um, other things that... Uh, that Amendments do is to bind the state so they are no longer recommendations but enforceable edicts, uh, provide a liability shield, get rid of intellectual property rights, move supplies from one country to another, um, enforce digital passports, and the Director General of WHO can demand that a pandemic or a potential pandemic exists he can just declare it with no standards and then countries around the world will have to obey Uh, also the WHO will tell you what drugs you can and can't use in your nation once a pandemic is declared obviously the budget will increase One Health is another part of this. One Health is a concept that was created to enable the WHO with these documents to take over jurisdiction of everything in the world by saying that climate change, animals, plants, water systems, ecosystems are all central to health. Also embedded in this concept is a peculiar notion that humans are no longer of greater value.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. That's what is actually happening. That was Dr. Merrill Nass, a member of European Parliament. Again, saying the treaty will remove human rights protections, allow censorship and digital passports, will require all governments to comply with WHO guidance and declare a pandemic whenever they decide they want one. And again, the way this will be enforced is that there's embedded punishments for nations not going along. So if the WHO says it's pandemic, you need to use this medicine, and a nation says, "Actually, our scientists don't agree, uh, then they'll be placed under economic sanction by the world economic uh, or I'm sorry the World Health Organization, because it has nothing to do with health. It has to do with control, destroying national and individual sovereignty. Again, we don't need to go too much into this because we have. For years. And if you go to Infowars.com and just search Pandemic Treaty, World Health Organization, you find a plethora of videos and documents and articles about this exact thing. One from March of 22, World Council for Health slams WHO's Pandemic Treaty, calling it a threat to sovereignty and inalienable rights. Pandemic treaty, quote, increases the WHO's suffocating power to declared unjustified pandemics, impose dehumanizing lockdowns and enforce expensive, unsafe and ineffective treatments against the will of the people, claims this health coalition. And you can actually see an extensive interview that Alex did with a German lawyer saying this is not about health. It's about global domination. As people are increasingly becoming aware, which is troubling, you know, it would be nice to have organizations that focused on health and help to keep us safe from the possibility of emergent pandemics. Uh, But what happens is when you create a body like that, the evil sick people in the world see that as another vector of infiltration, another vector of control that they can take over and use to their own ends, just like the judicial system, just like the education system, just like every system where these despicable worms get their claws into. Do worms have claws? The metaphor doesn't work, but it is true. Once you create a power system like this, it will be infiltrated and turned towards the ends of the psychopathic, depopulationist, global warming, climate change agenda-driven nonsense. That's all about enslaving humanity and destroying any remnant we have of our historical freedoms and inalienable rights. So... We can't have nice things when everything we try to do that's positive gets infiltrated and taken advantage of for clandestine and destructive means. The asylum system, the medical industry, the media, these things would be nice to have and actually serve their purpose. But instead, people who are appointed to these positions see it as an opportunity to exploit their power and uh, destroy people rather than fulfill the obligations for which – the body was created we'll move on now and in the next hour we are going to premiere the climate change pitch meeting and actually i realized that there's a little mess up on my export of the pitch meeting so the one i'll upload to twitter will be a different slightly different a little bit of a different skit than the one that you're going to see on this show so if you're tuned into american journal you're about to see an exclusive one-time broadcast of this particular skit meeting, and then I'll immediately upload the corrected version. And you'll you'll see what I mean when we watch it. But stay tuned for that. We'll do that in the next hour. We'll move on from one control method to the next, from controlling your health to controlling the climate. Regardless of how they couch it, the point is they want total control and sovereignty over every aspect of human existence, from the food you eat to what goes into your blood. In this message, we've been saying forever. Support us in this mission at InfoWarsStore.com. We'll be right back.
4: 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and inaccurate, accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that.
1: That the problem is the folks who have been loyal Democrats who will vote blue no matter who need to wake up. That party has been captured by something that is not interested in the well-being of the country, of the West, of the citizens. It is time for them to go. They have to leave. The idea that Newsom is going to be swapped in and because he's not senile, he stands a chance of winning is... Uh, it couldn't be more troubling. Now, personally, I think RFK Jr. is the solution to this problem. I don't know that anybody can solve the problem of the can capture. Can he win? Uh, yeah. Is there a pathway that he could become the president? Yep. Uh, there are multiple pathways. That said, do I expect it to, to go that way? Um, I think we all need to start thinking differently. I think we need to recognize that the capture of our system is such a profound threat to the well-being of the country, to the future of our kids and grandkids, that whatever needs to happen for us to come together and usher those people out in favor of something that is at least just not part of that plan has to happen. Right. So. As far as I'm concerned, the best shot we've got is Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy is um, highly intelligent. I think he is deeply patriotic. And I know from interacting with him and watching what he said that he's also courageous. I I don't want to overemphasize this, but he is literally willing to die to take a shot at saving the country, and I think we need to get behind that. And if anybody has real thought that they might be killed, it's a guy whose father and uncle were killed, right, because of doing the exact same thing. Well, I, I was in the audience um, at the at uh, Freedom Fest, which is a libertarian festival. It was in Memphis, and uh, I'm no libertarian, but. I felt very welcome there. I gave a talk. Bobby Kennedy also showed up and gave uh, a talk. Um, And, you know, it was attended by pretty much everybody. And the talk was very well received, even though Bobby Kennedy is also no libertarian. Um, But the last thing he said in that talk was that everybody there knows that there are fates far worse than death. And I believe that he was speaking absolutely from his heart. And he was telling you that he knew he was taking this risk, but that somebody had to take it on our behalf and, and he was stepping up. So to my way of thinking, that's the best shot we've got. And I really feel like the story, his origin story makes this like Odysseus returning to the manor, right? Stringing the bow that this is, this is that iconic moment. And I wish I was certain that once in office, Bobby Kennedy had the power and the insight to get rid of the people who have captured our system. But I'm not sure anybody does. I think he's the best chance, but it may be that the control is too elaborate. Isn't it wild that you would have never thought this four years ago? You would have never thought the system was this. You know, the funny thing is, I do think it's way more screwed up than I knew four years ago. But even four years ago, I knew it was bad enough that I, I was, it was suspicious an, it was an emergency. I was suspicious, but I wasn't convinced well, well uh, they're mostly good people and they get f***ed over by this weird system and you become part of it and you have to play ball. I didn't I didn't think it went as deep as it does. I mean, I keep seeing that it goes deeper, but I, I, four years ago, even ten years ago, I knew that we were dealing with out of control capture and that this Brett
2: Weinstein was, and uh, Joe Rogan talking about the state of the world. I don't know how you can't realize how bad things are right now. I still don't think they they quite fully grasp exactly what's happening. One of the reasons I don't think they have a, a full scope view of what's going on is... Because uh, where's the mention of Donald Trump? I mean, how can you see an evil establishment like the one we have and not realize that the best bet is the one they're obviously terrified of and doing everything to destroy? still something in the minds of these people that doesn't let them complete the circuit and fully understand and comprehend what we're dealing with here. It's a death cult, to global... You're tuned in
1: to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. In the southern part of Texas,
2: in the town of San Antonio, is a fortress all in ruins. Right, welcome back, we ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the world premiere... Of the Climate Change Pitch Meeting. We'll go ahead and play this. Again, this is an exclusive version of the pitch meeting. I made a mistake when uh, exporting it. I kind of wish I hadn't watched it back because it would have been hilarious to see this uh, live. But you'll see. It's the very, it's at the very, very end of the skit. I certainly left something in there I shouldn't have left in. I apologize ahead of time. But I hope you enjoy it. It's uh, the pitch meeting skit. When we get back on the other side of this skit. I've got this stack of papers here, 60 plus in total, where I will go through all of the actual mainstream media headlines that confirm and reflect everything that is said in the pitch meeting. I didn't make up anything for this pitch meeting. I simply talked about what's actually happening, and we'll go over that on the other side. So here it is, folks. World premiere exclusive broadcast of this version of the Climate Change Pitch Meeting. Take it away. Ooh, it's kind of feels hot. You feel hot? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, pretty warm. Yeah, I think uh, we're all going to die. I think this is it. The world's being destroyed. Uh, what? Yep, this is it. End of the world. The apocalypse. Armageddon. I'd say we have uh, oof, geez, three weeks left to turn this thing around. The worst part is it's all your fault, I... Can't believe you've done this. How is this my fault? Well, you produce carbon dioxide and there's way too much of that stuff. Too much? How much is there? How much is too much? Look, I don't even know. I'm not here to understand vague pseudo-scientific talking points. I'm here to enforce insane restrictions on the basis of those talking points. Restrictions? Yeah, you know, like uh, carbon credits, and no gas stove, and you have to eat bugs, and live in a tiny box like a bug, and an uh, injured bloodline, you know, no children or anything, like a, like a bug. Okay, that is insane, yeah. Well, it's a crisis, a climate crisis, so we don't have time to think about this stuff. We're saving the Earth. From what? Well, from people. Yeah, <laughs> like other people, not like you and me, but like, you know, people, humans. So you want to eliminate humans. Well, it's not quite that simple. Yeah, I feel like that should be a hard no. Well, no. See, it's, it's math. We have this equation, and we're trying to get this number down to zero. And one of those variables is people. Yeah, that's right. We're trying to reach zero by multiplying these non-zero numbers by whatever the value of people is. We call it net zero. Okay, because people produce carbon dioxide by existing. Right, so it's all about switching energy production to carbon-neutral sources. All right, and also not breathing or eating. I'm sorry, what? Great news, we're making big progress. The oldest and largest power plant in all of England just went 24 hours totally carbon neutral. They didn't burn a single ounce of coal all day. what did they burn instead? Biomass. What is biomass? Trees, big beautiful trees from across the ocean. See, we cut them down in British Columbia, ship them across the Atlantic, and burn them for fuel. (laughs) Wait, so just because you don't burn coal? You're calling that zero emission? Well, the banks do. Yeah. The banks. The bank. The bankers, the international bankers. They're in charge of all of this because they're so selfless and caring. Okay, and they're making us give up combustion fuel. Well, not totally, just like natural gas and coal and stuff like that. Yeah, but not trees. No, not trees. Trees are fine. Alright, that's crazy. isn't there any other power generator source? Like, what about windmills? Oh yeah, windmills are great. Yeah, after like 18 years, they're carbon neutral for a couple years. Plus, when they freeze, you can just keep them spinning with the diesel engine. Also, they kill a ton of eagles. Uh, is that a good thing? I guess not, but we're saving the earth here. You can't make omelets without breaking a few eggs, and you can't build windmills without killing a ton of eagles and whales and chopping down two million trees in Scotland. Okay, wait, so you're burning trees for fuel, but you're also cutting down entire forests to make fields to build windmills? That's right, and also we're just chopping down trees and straight up burying them in the ground. It's a, it's a new initiative. I hate trees. Don't trees, like, absorb carbon dioxide? No, that's what my giant vacuum machine is for. It's huge. <laughs> okay, this is, this is getting weird. Windmills, windmills work though. Yeah, windmills work great, unless there's, you know, too much wind. Okay, what about solar panels? Solar panels, also fantastic, unless there's, you know, too much sun. Alright, what about nuclear energy? No. Alright, well, what about cars? I mean, cars run on gasoline, so what about them? Actually, every car is going to be electric from now on. Can the power grid handle that? Every car being electric? Uh, No. No. So, uh, I don't get it. How are people going to drive? (laughs) How are you going to drive when you don't own a car? What do you mean, I won't own a car? I mean, how will I get anywhere? That's oh, easy, everybody will share a small amount of cars. You'll have an app like Uber where you can request a ride and also apply for a transit permit to leave the 15 minute perimeter. What 15 minute perimeter? Yeah, the one I'm gonna put around you, it's called an ultra low emission zone. It's a core aspect of the sustainability development goals. It's where you can't leave your neighborhood and don't own a car and never fly and can't eat meat. Uh, look, you're never gonna get these laws passed. <laughs> oh, no, they'll pass. Just, uh, not through law. No, I'm just gonna sort of do it. See, I don't have to pass a law to make beef illegal, I'll just buy the cattle farms and shut them down. See, I, uh, control the market with my incredible wealth. You control the market? That's right. So, are you the one that offshored all of our manufacturing to China? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Hey, China, where there's no environmental controls at all, the number one polluter on Earth? No. No, that can't be right. No, no way, that would be that would be crazy. Okay, look, I'm an environmentalist, but can't we just do normal things like animal preservations, nature reserves, uh, recycling? No, 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 that's not how environmentalism works anymore. From now on, all environmental or ecological concern will be subsumed within the climate change carbon neutral agenda. See, carbon is responsible for... Everything. Hurricanes, tornadoes, wildfires, pandemics, heart attacks, mass immigration, teenage mental health. I mean, do you have any idea how traumatizing it is for a child to constantly be told that the Earth itself is dying and that it's their fault? Okay, so why do you keep doing it? Because the time is now. Uh, what? Because Earth can't wait. Well, what's happening here? Because we will be the generation of change. Are you just saying slogans at me? Climate change is racist. Okay, I don't understand what's happening here. Uh, That's fine. You don't need to understand. You just eat your bugs. My engineers are hard at work spraying metal particles into the air to block out the sun. Please, don't do that. Look, this is an emergency. I don't have time to stand here and argue with you about my asinine weather modification programs. The fact is, it's... Happening. Your pipeline is shut down, your backyard garden is illegal, and your water is filled with microplastics, which I put in there, because I'm into that sort of thing. So the fact is, this is happening, you're helping me, or I swear to god, I will throw soup all over the museum. What? I will glue my hand to the ground right here, right now. I'll block the traffic. I mean, a blocked ambulance is a small price to pay to insist that the government do something it's already doing to a suicidal degree. You know what? Fine. It's fine. Great, because uh, I gotta go catch a helicopter to the airport. Me and John Kerry are gonna race our private jets across the ocean for fun. All right, I'll see you later. By the way, no children, no bloodline. Bloodline's over. No children. I should kill that guy. All right, I hope you enjoyed it. That was the uh, pitch meeting, the climate change pitch meeting. We're gonna, I'm gonna go and, uh, make it live on Twitter now. Please do share it if you enjoyed. It. But. That must have sounded insane to people that don't understand what's actually happening in the world today. So luckily, I, I went through and, and the crew has printed out for me all of the stories that are the mainstream media reality, the actual taking place of all of these events. And by the way, yeah, that was a mistake at the end. I meant to take that last line out. Whoops. Whoopsie-daisy. Accidentally left that last line in. And that last line is not in the uh, Twitter version, nor do I condone what I said there. I disavow that mistake I made. But it was a mistake, and I thought it was funny, so I left it in. Let's go through some headlines, shall we? From NPR, just we'll start off with just the basic overall fear-mongering. As NPR reports, climate change is everywhere and dangerous, survey shows. You've likely been affected by climate change. Your long-term finances might be too. So a great majority of Americans have been affected by extreme weather in recent years. And remember, everything is caused by climate change. Just to keep the, the fear going, we've got FEMA administrators saying climate change impacts are the crisis of our generation. It is an existential threat for which we all have to kill ourselves. And of course, this again is talking about. Uh, storms that happen so a storm happens and in ride the climate change propagandists to tell you it's because you're not eating bugs enough we have bill gates's simple formula to solve climate change that formula that i showed in the skit was in fact the same one that bill gates used in his ted talk about depopulation in 2016 bill gates shared this energy equation to understand how we can solve climate change by eliminating carbon emissions from energy and they do actually say and there's more stories out Today and yesterday, we have to get carbon down to zero. And the way you get that is by multiplying various numbers, one of which is people. So either people need to stop doing things that cause carbon, like breathing, or you need to get rid of all of the people. More on that later. Media blames climate change for Canadian wildfires despite arrest of multiple arsonists. Health, German health ministry says climate change is the root of health crises. This is the unholy wedding of health and climate using two fear centers of your brain to fully control you. Climate change should, of course, now be treated as a public health issue as the Department of Health and Human Services launched an office that will treat climate change as a public health issue designed to address what the White House says are health risks, including those that disproportionately affect poor and minority communities because not only is climate change bad for your health, It is racist. I'm telling you, I didn't have to make anything up to make a comedy skit. All of this is just what's happening. Climate change, they say, may cause increased rates of heart defects in babies. Yeah, maybe. Why not? Could be the MRNA, but no, it's probably uh, the weather. Climate change will cause waves of migration into Britain, says former head of MI5. Climate change will cause waves of migration into Britain that will make current levels seem like nothing, says the former head of MI5. So that's where... Mass immigration, is now being blamed on climate change. What could go wrong from Gateway Pundit? Startup releases particles into the atmosphere to stop climate change. Yes, insane weather modification programs with unproven results, making permanent changes to our atmosphere. How weather modification, how weather pulse. So it's not just the government doing it, it's also things like make sunsets, geoengineers. C40 is a global network of mayors of the world's leading cities that are united in action to confront the climate crisis. See, again, it doesn't have to go through the national government. doesn't have to be put to a debate. No, you can just have a network of activists infiltrating local governments and putting these policies into action regardless of the will of the people. And part of that includes this, the climate change proposal, which means you'll never see the Mediterranean again. Goes along with the story that we had today of CNN calling for COVID, or not COVID, but carbon passports. Kind of similar, kind of similar idea. COVID passports, carbon passports. It's about controlling your ability to go where you want, when you want. A report by a global think tank has suggested people should take just one short haul flight every three years. So every three years, you get to take one short flight. i will start in 2020. How you get home from the flight that you took? Who's to say it's not a round trip. They just want you can go from Houston to Odessa, Texas. You can go from Dallas to New Orleans, but then you're stuck there forever, I guess. I don't know. They haven't thought this through, I don't think.
0: No, just the next three years.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You're just stuck there for three years. You're not gonna be able to drive back either because of the aforementioned problem with electric vehicles not being able to charge. Guardian promotes global lockdown every two years to combat climate change. So that would be you have to schedule your once every three years trip to avoid the once every two year climate lockdown, which they're just trying to do forever. They're just trying to make you a prisoner forever in your own home. It's obvious and sickening. Pentagon declares climate change a national security issue. OK, just so we're clear. The Pentagon will now consider climate change while planning war games and will incorporate the issue into the future national defense strategy, according to an announcement in 2021. It's a health issue, it's a security issue, it's a mental health issue. It also starts pandemics. According to the Hill, climate change could spark pandemic. Next pandemic study finds a researcher in Brazil. Uh yeah, as the global climate continues to warm, wild animals may be forced to relocate to areas with large human populations, increasing the likelihood of a viral jump that could cause the next pandemic you know what could also cause the next pandemic Uh, gain of function research in insecure labs that's still going on and that caused the first one but no you have to have a 15 minute zone around your house to deal with it the wef wants kids to learn in the metaverse to curb climate change again the unholy combination of the world economic forum and the world health organization using climate and health as a dual pincer move attack against humanity itself and if you can't kill yourself or injure bloodline, then you can at least put your children into a digital prison where they are utterly disconnected from the physical world and plugged into a virtual one, you know, like the Matrix. California, by the way, will allow human composting after death to combat climate change. Far-left state of California further embraced neo-paganism this week when the Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom signed into law a bill allowing... The practice of composting dead humans to better combat climate change. You could just stop growing almonds in the desert, but no, it's better to grind human bodies into manure. That's their solution. CNN, again, this is from today, calls for limits on how often Americans can travel abroad. Carbon passports may be the answer. Yeah, if the question is, how do we enslave humanity? It is the answer. CBS News claims climate change can worsen air turbulence, which is fine because you won't be allowed to fly. So I guess that's sort of a moot point. WHO calls for global governance to help fight health emergencies and climate change. But remember, they're not doing that. Remember, they're going to gaslight you into thinking that they're not calling for global governance while blatantly and openly calling for global governance whether it's climate change or health whatever they don't care it's whatever they have to say to get you to go along with it that's the point from Infowars in 2022 murder your dog and cat msm officially calls for extermination of pets to save the earth bloomberg news elicited massive backlash over the weekend for offering tips to americans who might struggle with the rising cost of living which included letting their pets die and eating lentils instead of meat Well, I'm offended by both of those suggestions, but I guess when they're telling you not to have babies and kill yourself, killing your dog, not that big of a stretch. Bloomberg asks, so again, this is, so Bloomberg, just, just off of telling people to kill their pets and eat lentils instead of beef are here to, with another friendly suggestion. What if we blotted out the sun? What if we just became, became full on comic book, super villains? What, what if we did that? Have we tried that yet? Have we tried blotting out the sun yet? No? Maybe it's worth a shot. Meanwhile, the problems with alternative energy is Legion. Thousands of old wind turbines pile up in West Texas. General Electric filed a lawsuit this week claiming the global fiberglass solutions has failed to fulfill its promise to recycle thousands of blades. They're all sitting in a field that now has a do not enter perimeter because of the toxic metals leaching into the soil under this massive landfill of disposed wind turbines which leads many people to ask this question or to point this out large-scale wind power has its downsides according to harvard when it comes to energy production there's no such thing as a free lunch unfortunately if there was it would be bugs and you wouldn't want it anyway but again they point out how solar and wind eh, not exactly the uh panacea cure-all that it's been portrayed as has massive issues in terms of pollution and carbon production to create the infrastructure in the first place there's a downside to wind power okay in fact an eminent oxford scientist has said wind power quote fails on every count it could be argued that the basic arithmetic showing wind power is an economic and societal disaster in the making should be clear to any bright primary school child this is according to Oxford University mathematician and physicist, researcher at CERN, and fellow of Keble uh, College emeritus professor Wade Allison, has done the sums. The UK is facing a likelihood of a failure in the electricity supply, he concluded. See, wind power fails on every county. he says. Governments are ignoring the overwhelming evidence of inadequacies of wind power, resorting to bluster rather than reasoned analysis." Well, bluster. Bluster is what happens when wind blows. So that all makes plenty of sense to me. Again, another headline that you would think I'm making up, but is in fact real. Dozens of giant turbines at Scott's wind farm powered by diesel generators. Scottish Power admitted 71 of its windmills were hooked up to the fossil fuel supply after a fault developed with their power supply. So, yes, in fact... Wind farms, windmills powered by diesel generators, kind of like when you see electric vehicles plugged up to a diesel generator to get power. This doesn't make any sense, folks. Also, not a joke about killing eagles and whales. New Jersey Republicans want wind farm construction halted for 60 days amid surge in whale deaths. Uh, New Jersey Republicans calling for an end to the construction of offshore wind farms Uh, because whales keep dying in their vicinity we just heard from experts yesterday how the surge in whale deaths in recent months along the jersey shore coincided with the start of wind farm survey work in our waters we also heard how the unusual mortality event that has been tracked on the east coast since 2016 has coincided with the work of wind farms off the coast of rhode island there certainly seems to be enough evidence to warrant a pause in wind farm development to conduct a more thorough investigation This was Republicans. Seven dead humpback whales have floated onto the beaches of New Jersey since the start of this year, the highest number in any state between Florida and Maine. Uh, The agency often declares such incidents as an unexplained mortality event, while also noting the same number of deaths caused by boat strikes. Construction of wind farms increases the number of ships passing through whale habitats. So, hey, we're saving the earth here. we got to kill all of the whales. Now, they actually stopped some of this construction and since they did that, the whale deaths have mysteriously slowed down. So uh, that's what we cause a correlate. That's what we call a correlation, if not a causation. More on the other side. We're about halfway through this stack of insanity predicated on a lie of climate change.
4: Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation, for your joints, your bones, your blood, your organs, your mind, everything. Well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market, and it's way lower price than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% curcuminoid. Bodies Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off at InfoWarsTore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at infowarstore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139 bodies 95 percent humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away all you got to do is try it get yours now infowarsstore.com infowars.com is tomorrow's news today
1: you're tuned in to the american journal with your host
2: harrison smith Back, ladies and gentlemen. The climate change pitch meeting is now live on Twitter. Please do share that around, if you will. Not just because this has been in work for like two years. For like two years, we've just been like compiling all these stories that we're going through now. All the most absurd claims about climate change and then over about a 24 hour period last week just sitting down and trying to like a puzzle put them all in order so it actually you know makes sense as a conversation it's so not only is this uh you know a lot of work and and I'd like to see as many people as possible to uh, have as many people as possible to see it but also because humor really does have a way of convincing people more than an argument ever could and i just have a very fond memories of releasing things like the vaccine pitch meeting to people who had taken the vaccine to people who had been victims of the coercion that I was perioding there. And yet they're laughing along. And at the end, they sort of go, oh, man, that hit home. Actually, that was kind of brutal. (laughs) You know, Like they're laughing and they think it's funny. At the same time, in the back of their mind, they're going, oh, my God, this is exactly what happened to me. This is outrageous. What's going on? So I really think this is this is a, a powerful method in getting across the understanding that what we're being told isn't true. The, the solutions they're presenting to problems that don't exist are actually thinly veiled control methods to enslave humanity. That's a hard pill to swallow, but humor is the little bit of sugar that helps the medicine go down. So please do share that link around and uh, also please, of course, support us store.com. This pitch meeting brought to you by Bod Ease. Bod Ease is now back in stock and 40% off our incredible powerful our incredibly powerful turmeric supplement. Joint support, mobility support, flexibility support, inflammation support. It's incredible what this natural extract can do for you. We don't have we don't have to have a, a team of scientists, you know, manipulating DNA to try to come up with some natural abomination, unnatural abomination. No, we just take things that God gave us like turmeric, extract the cure curcuminoids at 95%, pair it with things like uh, Boswellia serrata extract, spearmint, sage, lemon balm, and thyme leaf, as well as piperine from black pepper. Combined with these things, it maximizes the effect of the turmeric, has incredible effects for your whole body. Is a product that I myself enjoy, especially if I've been, I don't work out, but you know, doing strenuous yard work for a long time and my whole body is feeling kind of achy. I go for bodies over anything else, and you should too. And of course, it keeps us on the air and creating the content that can save us from the real threat humanity faces, which is not cow farts. Spoiler alert here the big thing threatening the world right now uh, is not the proliferation of farms okay it's not human beings breathing which we'll get to that headline in just a second it is in fact a concerted and diabolical effort to create a one world government in which freedom itself is anathema and abolished in favor of total abject subjugation under a technocratic neo-fascist feudal order of corporations so uh that's the real threat and The solution is InfoWars. Support us at InfoWarsStore.com. So let's continue with the abject insanity of the climate change agenda, shall we? China kicks off World Economic Forum's Summer Davos because, remember, the same people that are telling you that you can't have children and have to basically kill yourself and injure bloodline for the sake of the planet are also deeply in bed with China, which I remind you – built more coal plants than the rest of the world last year, six times more. China's building six times more new coal power plants than other countries, report finds. So they're literally building hundreds of these. I think last year it was two coal power, yeah, right here in the story, two coal power plants per week they're building. So while they're shutting down pipelines here, shutting down oil fields here, shutting down coal power plants here and in Europe, they are partnered with, And deeply in bed with China that is building them at a rate that is hard to even imagine. Two per week for an entire year on average. So again, hopefully it's bashing you over the head the hypocrisy that is innate in all of this. Which isn't just hypocrisy. These aren't hypocrites. They're liars. They're deceivers. They don't believe what they claim to believe. It's not hypocrisy because hypocrisy can in a way be a positive thing. If I tell you not to smoke but I'm a smoker – I'm being a hypocrite, but I'm still telling you something good that you should listen to, even if I myself don't follow it. These people are just liars. They're just lying to enslave you. Five ways a bioethicist wants to change our bodies to fight climate change. This from Marketplace talking about Dr. S. Matthew Liao, a bioethicist at New York University who thinks that we should make humans allergic to meat because that's the best way to stop us from eating meat to actually turn our body into a, a vessel for their own designs. And he's the one that, and we've seen the video quite a bit, very coincidentally coincides with the proliferation of ticks that do make you allergic to meat. And he's out there saying, you know, that could actually be a good thing. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should make everyone allergic to meat to stop them from eating meat. I'm an insane tyrant. <laughs> these people, you guys, these people, my God. Okay, so uh, what, do we, what do we got so far? It's, uh, it's a crisis of our generation. It's dangerous and everywhere. It's a health emergency. It can bring pandemics back. It's being inflicted on your city, not just your nation. As mayors sign on to this, people are bioengineering or uh, rather geoengineering the climate by spraying metal particles into the sun. Uh, what we used to call chemtrails, but we now call... Uh, strategic aerosol injections. We've got Bill Gates and John Kerry taking on the burden, taking on the absolute burden and obligation of flying around the world in their private jets and living on yachts in order to tell us how we can't own cars anymore. And of course, uh, climate change is responsible for hurricanes and wildfires that were actually started by arsonists and a number of other things, including tornadoes. FEMA administrator blames climate change for deadly tornado outbreak chriswell called such a severe and sustained outbreak of deadly storms this year this late in the year unprecedented this will be the new normal from now on he says as climate change causes deadly tornadoes because why not why why wouldn't it i mean sure i guess tornado weather climate weather climate change co2 greenhouse gases it all makes sense kill yourself you have to kill yourself to save the earth tornadoes are bad because you're alive okay Glad we cleared that up. Bill Gates, meanwhile, is the biggest private owner of farmland in the United States because why should he have to pass a bill to make beef illegal when they can literally just shut down farms by buying them? Kind of like if you have a a tech company and a competitor comes out with a new product that threatens your market share, and so you buy it and then shut it down. You put it into R&D forever and never actually release it to the market, not because it's a Less good product, but because it's a competitor to yours, that's they're taking these corporate dog eat dog kind of zero sum game tactics to the world of land and food and basic wealth. Bill Gates has never been a farmer, so why did the land report dub him Farmer Bill this year? The third richest man on the planet doesn't have a green thumb, nor does he put in the backbreaking labor humble people do to grow our food and get far less praise for it. That kind of work isn't what made him rich. Gates' achievement, according to the report, is that he's the largest private owner of farmland in the United States, a 2018 purchase of 14,500 acres of prime eastern Washington farmland for $171 million helped him get that title. He is, of course, the largest landowner, uh, farm landowner in America, and he also wants to depopulate the planet in part by stopping you from eating beef, beef, or anything, really. We'll get to that on the other side as we continue this, but in the topic of meat, NYC's vegan mayor Eric Adams to limit amount of meat people can eat to combat climate change. You can't eat a burger because we have climate change to solve. Ignore the, you know, proliferation of world trade and massive boats plying across the ocean multiple times. It's your fault for eating.
4: I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war, but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new World order we've ever had in 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in Turbo Force. But if you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce exclusively available at InfoWarStore.com and it's discounted right now and it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina it also funds the InfoWar so it's a 360 win if you've never tried TurboForce now is the time it's got 5 star reviews TurboForce at InfoWarStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar a true 360 win so go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten in and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now.
1: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
2: Welcome back, folks. We're finishing up with our climate change compilation here. We haven't even scratched the surface, folks. It gets so absurd. Gaslight doesn't even begin to do it justice. How's this for a headline? Forests, you know, the place with all the trees, have become net carbon emitters, researchers say, claiming human activity and climate change. Isn't that the worst? When climate change causes carbon... Production, carbon emission, which causes climate change, it's a feedback loop. We have to destroy all of the forests now, I think. Again, you can't make this up. How does nobody how does anybody read this headline and not laugh out loud? Forests have become carbon emitters. Okay. What they mean is carbon dioxide. When they say carbon, they mean carbon dioxide, because it's a greenhouse gas, which I even had a joke in there in an early draft. Because, you know, the one guy's like, oh, you mean like greenhouse gases? And the other guy's like, what is this, the 90s? Because they don't say greenhouse gases anymore. They don't talk about the greenhouse effect anymore. They turned it to climate change. And I actually overheard a conversation one time where somebody going, um, they call it climate change now because Trump supporters are too stupid to understand how global warming can make the, co- the earth cooler, how it can make it colder. They don't understand. So they have to call it climate change. So it's like, okay, so it's, it's global warming. And they're like, yeah, because – You know, the earth's getting warmer. Okay, but isn't it getting colder in places too? Yeah, that's why we call it climate change because of the fluctuations. It's like, oh, you just came up with a term where you're always right, regardless of what happens. I get it. That makes sense because you're a despicable liar and a tyrant using deception to enslave the world. I get it. No, I understand. I think I get it, actually. But that's the thing, right? They call it climate change now because it's not just getting progressively warmer. There are some places that are getting colder, other places are getting warmer. There's lots of interesting effects happening as the world is bombarded with solar radiation and its orbit is slightly altering away from the sun. NASA reported that was actually the cause of uh, climate change. And then you've got volcanoes going off, putting out more carbon into the air than centuries worth of human production. I mean it's all utter baseless nonsense But strangely, while having abandoned global warming as a phrase, while having abandoned the topic of greenhouse gases, they don't really discuss that too much. You hardly ever hear greenhouse gases discussed, especially not their effects explained in any way at all. And yet that's what all of this is predicated on. It's all predicated on greenhouse gases because CO2 is a greenhouse gas. But they don't talk about that anymore because people realize that the Earth's not just getting progressively warmer. in a a straight line as a, you know, direct correlation to the amount of carbon. So they've abandoned their original lie, but still continue to build their new lies on top of that original lie. while just not talking about that. So we're clear now we've already read how you should only be able to take one short haul flight every three years. You peasant, you should be bound to the earth forever. The fact that or even daring to suggest you be able to fly is an insult to John Kerry and his private jet. But that might be too much. Uh, flying once every three years, a short-haul flight with no return trip, that's, you're you're asking too much. That's a privilege, actually. As transportation, uh, Transport Extra reports, every airport and port must close for climate, according to academics. They say only three UK airports should really stay open beyond 2030. And that's only for a little while. So every airport and every port at sea should be shut down for climate, because why not? When it comes to nuclear power, not only are they not pursuing it to any substantial degree, they are shutting them down. Germany shuts down last nuclear power plants. Some scientists aghast. Well, get with the program. It's called climate change. We have to shut down climate neutral energy production because we're hypocritical morons. And yes, folks, I believe it or not, I did not make up wind uh, mills being having too much wind and solar panels having too much sun from Yahoo News. There's such a thing as too much sun for solar panels and Europe's solar industry is starting to buckle. Okay, so too much sun for solar panels. And then we have this from weareiowa.com. How windy is too windy for turbines? Sometimes it can be too windy for the turbines, so they just shut down when there's too much wind. Okay, so the big problem with windmills is that at times there's not enough wind, but sometimes there's too much wind, and the eagles die regardless. And again, no, I didn't make up the idea that in s- that we cut down all of the trees in order to— Replace them with giant carbon-sucking vacuum machines. That is exactly what's happening. U.S. bets big on carbon-sucking machines. The world is failing to cut carbon emissions fast enough to avoid disastrous climate change, a dawning truth that's giving life to a technology that for years has been marginal, pulling carbon dioxide from the air. $3.5 billion in grants has been given out by the U.S. government to build factories that will capture and permanently store the gas. So there are literally gigantic... Vacuum machines that are sucking up the air and then storing the air in a box, you know, for climate change. And by the way, that's what Bill Gates is talking about when he's like, I have enough carbon offsets to apply for my travel. He's talking about spending money on giant machines that suck carbon out of the air as if you could differentiate carbon from any other molecule in the air. Again, absurd. It doesn't even begin. To touch this Now, I had a lot of jokes in that skit about trees, but I got some of them wrong and some of them I didn't even include. So obviously they are cutting down trees to burn them. We'll get to that. They are uh, cutting down trees to bury them. We'll get to that too. They're also cutting down trees to make ways for bus routes to tackle climate change. That headline from The Guardian, hundreds of trees to be felled for Cambridge bus route to tackle climate change. It goes on and on. Hundreds of trees in an orchard designated as a habitat of principal importance in England should be felled to build a new busway to tackle climate change. Counselors in Cambridgeshire voted on Tuesday. This was back in March of last year. And in the skit, I made a mistake. I undercounted the amount of trees cut down in Scotland to build windmill farms by 800%, eight times as many trees as I thought. So in the skit, I say two million trees. It was actually 16. My mistake. It was actually 16 million trees. See, 2 million to me is already a mind-boggling number. I can't even imagine how many acres of land. 2 million trees being cut down. Is that even fathomable? Well, it better be because 16 million is actually the number. Scottish government admits to felling 16 million trees to develop wind farms. Almost 16 million trees have been chopped down on publicly owned land in Scotland to make way for wind farms, SNP minister has admitted, admitted a major drive to erect more turbines. Four whales die in four days wind farms creating death zone at sea says ex Greenpeace boss. But again the the articles bizarrely enough are like why are republicans lying about whale deaths? Well, you're killing whales and we don't like that. Sorry we're Republican. From LA Times, yes, wind turbines kill birds, but fracking is worse. So again, it's not like, no, that's crazy. Windmills don't kill eagles. It's like, yeah, windmills kill eagles. So what? That's the uh, answer there. Wind Energy Company kills 150 eagles in U.S., pleads guilty. This is in 2022. The energy company itself was sentenced to probation in order to pay more than $8 million in fines and restitution after 150 eagles were killed over the past decade at wind farms in eight states, prosecutors said Wednesday. Here again is just one of these headlines that should make your head spin. Burning imported wood in Drax power plant doesn't make sense. (laughs) What? It doesn't? We're climate neutral. I mean, again, I didn't have to write anything. This is just This is what's actually happening. Drax is the biggest power plant in England. They went three days without burning coal and we're celebrating it. And this is just what actually I go, well, what are they burning instead? And you look into it. Biomass. Well, I better look up what biomass is. Oh, it's trees. Oh, it's giant old growth trees from Virginia and British Columbia that are cut down, processed into pellets, transported to the ocean, transported across the ocean, transported to the power plant, burned for fuel. And then they say it's carbon neutral. Why? Because the banks have decided that coal is bad. And so you can't use coal they don't have a rule about trees. So trees are considered carbon neutral. It's retarded. (laughs) But there you go. I mean, okay. I mean, what else is there to say? It's on its face, retarded. And the crazy thing is that like when this idea was first suggested, nobody said anything when it was first implemented nah, nobody said anything. It went on for years. That first article saying Drax went three days without burning any coal. We only burn trees was from 2018. The pushback against it was from 2022. So for four years, everybody was fine with burning trees instead of coal and calling it carbon neutral. It wasn't for four years later where they went. I don't know if this makes sense. I don't know if this is reasonable, actually. I think we might be making everything worse. Have we considered that possibility? Is that a thing? Could this all be asinine and absurd? Are we falling for a trick here? Four years. It took four years to ask that question. We got more. We'll, we'll spend the next five minutes on it and we'll finish up and go to other news, but stay tuned.
4: We have not had this many of our best selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game changing products. like our information's game changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. Look, we got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of PainMD. Incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock and they're incredible and they fund our operation at
3: Infowarstore.com.